0: All right, the book of Galatians tonight, the book of Galatians chapter 5, and I want to say that I love this place. I thank God for the Bible Baptist Church, and I thank God for the people, and we are so honored that we are able to work out of this church, and we love you all and thank God for you. Appreciate the good meal on this afternoon. Galatians chapter 5. And uh, I, sometimes when you preach what I'm about to preach, you always want to preach in the good attitude and not sound smart aleck or arrogant. And you pray God help me tonight. Look in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 19. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, Witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, and heresies, envians, murders, and drunkenness, revelings and such like of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God the Lord would help me tonight, I want to preach just a little while on the works of the flesh. The works of the flesh. I know as some of you travel as well as I do, the flesh in a lot of churches has overtaken it. And the reason why our man of God preaches like he does last Sunday morning and others that God brings in here to keep it out of the church What you do not preach against, a church will fill up with. Amen. You may leave here tonight and say, well, why do they have to deal with that? Because of our rotten flesh. That is why. Amen. I looked up the word flesh in our word of God. I'm going to give you a a few places that it's dealt with. In Genesis chapter 2, of course, it's dealt in creation. Genesis chapter 6, in Noah's day, he talked about corrupt flesh. Uh, Can I say we're living in that day? We are living in a very perverted world in the world we live in. Can I say, mom and dad, you better be careful what you let your children watch and where you let them go because of the perversion that is in this world. I didn't think I'd ever see the day there is men I know, preachers, that some of their daughters have become lesbians, some of their sons have become homosexuals. It's in the church because of this corrupt world world uh, that we live in. I'm afraid sometime we put our head in the sand uh, and act like it's not reality when it is. Amen. Uh, God help us tonight. And then of course in Genesis 17, uh, the covenant of the flesh, dealing with Abraham, dealing with circumcision. And then the cauldron of the flesh and in, uh, there in Exodus chapter 16, Israel was bellyaching uh, about the pots of flesh uh, that they had back in Egypt. I wonder sometimes uh, how much we dwell on uh, what we're missing on, what we could have had had we stayed in Egypt. Uh, Can I tell you uh, uh, the leeks and the garlics and the onions uh, of this world never compare uh, to the blessings of God. Don't ever dwell on what you could have had. You're not missing out on anything. Uh, You gained everything uh, when you got saved. I hear people say sometimes Boy I gave this up uh, to get saved Uh, I'm telling you You're the winner tonight Thank God uh, Hey we got the best end of the deal Hallelujah Amen Sometimes uh, we find ourselves In the cauldron of the flesh And then there is complaining flesh You'll find in Exodus 16 uh, And verse 8 uh, They were murmuring before the Lord And Moses said, you're not murmuring against me. You're murmuring against the Lord. They sang the song about being thankful tonight. Uh, can I say God help us never to complain I complain you complain we find reason to complain but I'm telling you we ought not ever to complain we've got it better than we ever deserved thank God uh, every day this side of hell is a reason uh, never to complain about anything in this life God has been so kind and so good God help us hallelujah I say God God, help us uh, to never uh, lift up our voice uh, and hear a complaint uh, about how we don't like something, uh, how this don't go our way. I'm telling you, uh, god been good uh, in our country. god been good our church. Uh, we've got a great church uh, to go to, a great preacher and a great man of God. We ought to be glad to be a part of the Bible Baptist Church. Don't go around complaining. About things in the church you don't like. You ought to thank God you have a place to come. Hallelujah. Amen. Complaining flesh, cursed flesh. Jeremiah 17 said, Cursed is the man who trusteth in the arm of the flesh. Can I tell you something tonight? Your flesh will fail you. My flesh will fail me. You cannot put confidence in it. There are times in your life you feel like you're doing pretty good. There's times, boy, everything's are going good. And then someone pull out in front of you and slam on the brakes. And then you want to whoop them in Jesus' name. Amen. I tell you, this flesh, I'm telling you one thing that it is consistent about. It'll always raise its head. That is why, you got to crucify him every day. Amen. Oh, yes. Then we see number seven in Psalms 84. We see crying flesh. I'd love to get to this point. You know what David said? My flesh crieth out for the living God. Wouldn't it be something? I know that new man, that spiritual man, desires the things of God. But wouldn't it be something, brother Sam, that our flesh would cry out uh, for the living God. Thank God. Uh, I'm glad one day uh, we'll drop this robe of flesh uh, and we'll get a brand new body. Oh, Brother George tonight is having the time uh, of his life. Uh, He got rid uh, of that old rotten flesh. Uh, What a day that will be when our Jesus we shall see no more anger, no more temptation, no more trouble no more sorrow I tell you I hate when I fail God but I'm going to a land that is fairer than day and I'm going to get a brand new body and I'll never fail him again I'll never do anything wrong again thank God what a day that'll be hallelujah we ought to long in our flesh amen amen I'm not going to deal uh, with the beginning of this chapter. He's dealing with the issue of the flesh and circumcision. He's dealing with the doctrinal fact uh, that the Jewish converts uh, were trying to put the Gentiles uh, under the law of the circumcision. And then in verse 13, he talked about being decisive. He talked about liberty. You know what's amazing When people leave a church like this, Brother Steve, that preaches against sin, they always go join a church, and guess what they say? I have found liberty. I can have liberty to smoke and chew and run with those who do. I can have liberty uh, to drink wine and booze. Uh, I've got liberty to go to rock concerts. Uh, Are you hearing me tonight? There's a lot of people tonight who claim that they're saved. Uh, Paul said you better be careful of calling that liberty and calling that of God. God has always been against liquor, wine and booze uh, and the Bible will be uh, against it until the end of day you hear me Uh, I'm uh, telling you Freya. you see a man uh, that's got a glass of wine and he says he's got liberty he's either lost uh, or he's uh, far away from God Uh, amen are you hearing me tonight Uh, uh, the flesh Uh, God help us uh, when it comes uh, uh, to the flesh amen he talked about uh, that liberty Then he talked about devouring one another. Then he talked about how that we should love one another. Amen. But I want to look at a few things tonight and we'll get out of the way. Number one, we find in verse 19, he talks about the immorality of the flesh. He talks about adultery. Did you know that's becoming accepted it seems like. Act like it's not really no big deal. Well, it's a big deal, friend. It's a commandment of God. Thou shalt not commit adultery, amen that's a commandment of God I don't care if it's a preacher, I don't care who it is, I'm telling you God will judge that he said whoremongers and adulterers God will judge it's a commandment from God, amen and then there's a commitment we promise to be faithful to our spouse can I say this, it just hit me that's why you don't flirt with somebody else that's not your spouse I don't flirt with the waitress I don't flirt with anybody else in church thank God I've got one wife I've got one person that I flirt with I've got The commandment, the commitment, the crime, you know in Leviticus chapter twenty and verse ten, you would be put to death. You hear me yeah. committing adultery. Did you know that they don't <laughs> they don 't practice it, but in sixteen states of America, it is still a law on the books that it's a crime to commit adultery. What about that? God help us. Even man back then had common sense that you're to be faithful to your spouse. He deals with adultery. Then number two, he deals with fornication. That word engulfs a lot. That word is where we get our word pornography from. That word, it covers a great spectrum. It covers adultery. It covers fornication. It covers incest. And we live in a day that you think it never happens in church. But I'm telling you, there are people in our Baptist churches that are ate up in the flesh and commit a fornication and incest and adultery. You hear me well tonight. That's a work of the flesh. And if you're saved, God will deal with you. And God will judge you you better stop at nonsense tonight and get right with God and get out of that I don't know who I'm talking to tonight but I'm telling you as sure is my name is Bobby Barnes God laid this on my heart this afternoon in my study trying to find the mind of God God help us not to have the works of the flesh Amen Amen Can I say it's filled? Can I say number two? He said we're to flee from it. That means run from it. Brother lad, you know what that means? Young people shouldn't go on dates by themselves. (laughs) Oh, you don't hear that anymore. I see, um, I'm gonna get in trouble. But I see, I see where I go some young people that are not married and they're hugging all up in church and holding hands like they're married you know what you're looking for trouble with a capital T your flesh is no stronger than mine and you cannot play without with fire without getting burned God help us he said run from it me and Patty she lived in the children's home I went to Bible college we only probably went on five dates of the year that we were courting and every time it was with somebody else and we walk down that aisle a uh, pure and a virgin uh, because uh, we flee uh, from fornication amen amen can I say there's a fact that the Bible said 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 18 you sin against your own body when you when you commit fornication you know what that means you probably be judged in your own body oh listen to me young people It isn't worth it tonight. It isn't worth it to commit fornication. It isn't worth it to commit adultery. Because God frowns upon sexual sin. Oh, yes. Uh, there's young preachers today uh, that have fornication with their girlfriend and think nothing of it. I'm telling you, you better think something of it. I'm telling you, you better believe uh, that God Almighty uh, thinks something about it. God will never use a man that would live in that lifestyle. I'm telling you, free on Flee from it. Run from it. Hallelujah. Amen. We see a fact, uh, then we see that we're to be free of it. First Thessalonians chapter four and verse three. He said, "It is the will of God to abstain from fornication." He dealt with, uh, we see the immorality. Number two, the idolatry he said out in verse 19 as well you know what that is uh, that is giving preeminence to something else in your life but instead of God that is worshipping sometimes people worship a hobby sometimes they worship a job sometimes a, a person an individual I remember a, a preacher of mine one of my pastors and brother Thomas he had a hot rod by the way I like that Chevy Amen. praise God uh, he had a hot rod and he had just really got right with God and he was serving God but he began to make that car an idol and one day the Lord said I need you to get rid of that and he said well I love you Lord but I love that too I think I'll hold on to it and he said no I want you to get rid of it nothing wrong with having a hot rod nothing wrong with having a good car but the fact is he had put that between him and God and you know what one day he wrecked that car and he tore all to pieces and he said Lord you win I'll get rid of it amen because it got torn I'm telling you the Lord he don't like to play second fiddle to anybody he don't like for you to set up anything or anybody in his place he said I am a jealous God I want first place in your life Uh, can I say tonight that he demands it but thank God he deserves it he has all the right in the world. We've been bought with a price. We're to glorify God with our body. That is what he said. We ought not uh, to let something uh, get in the way of having a relationship and our worship with him. Amen. Amen. Not only preeminence but praise. Remember in Exodus when Aaron had made the calf? You know what they said, Brother Sam? That this is the God's that took us up out of Egypt all that I preached on this morning that God reminded them of what he done they were praising the God of gold, a golden calf said it's, it's, it's this, I'm going to tell you something, he, he killed a good bunch of them he had old Moses to grind it into powder and put, but I'm going to tell you something friend, it's only the mercy and grace of God he didn't kill all of them Uh, Can I tell you tonight there's some of y'all that are retired and you worked hard all of your life but can I remind you that everything you've got it isn't because of the work of your hands it's because of the work of his hands. He's the one brother Dave that gave you the strength to get up every morning. Brother Thomas he's the one that gave you the mental ability to thank God go to work. Every good gift, every perfect gift coming down from the Father of light uh, with whom is no fabulous neither shadow of turning it isn't because uh, listen the only one deserves praise tonight is him we'd have nothing we'd be nothing we are nothing without him he's the one tonight that deserves our praise Uh, there's not a preacher in America deserves praise tonight there's only one that deserves praise uh, and that's the God of heaven who down in the muck and mire of sin, and lifted us up, and saved us by His grace. He's the one; is to be praised. Amen. Amen. I try with all of my heart never to lift up myself, because there's nothing to brag about. Amen. God help us. Then. I put the word down ingestion. The word witchcraft here it deals with medicine. That word the Greek word is uh, the word that we get our word pharmacy from. Can I say you need to be careful getting hooked on painkillers. Oh you don't find a dope dealer. You don't go in some old alley on the backside of nowhere and Dig you up a dope dealer and get you some dope. But if you're not careful, you get hooked on them things. Now, some people have a lot of pain and they have to take them and I have no problem with that. But just make sure that you're in a lot of pain. And you're not just wanting that little buzz and and to have a little, just a little good time. Uh, Make sure that you don't, because I'm telling you, friend, the devil knows how to do it. Oh, he knows how to do it. He said that's a work of the flesh uh, when we will allow a medicine. Uh, Listen, I looked it up a while ago. Uh, Just last year, 106,000 people died of an overdose uh, just in the United States of America. God help us tonight. Young people, you stay away from drugs. Uh, I'm telling you, don't ever try it. Don't ever smoke one joint. Don't ever try it. You run it. From it. And if you got someone that's trying to introduce you to that garbage, you leave them alone. Uh, You pass them by like a doctor does a dead man. Uh, You run from that. Amen. 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 Deals with medicine. You know what drugs will do? Messes with your everyday functions of your life. You become lazy, you become homeless. You become a criminal because you'll steal anything from anybody to get another fix. My sister was dying. She was in great pain. They had a box of morphine with a lock on it. The nurse would come and administer to her. Brother David, do you know one of her daughters stole the lock box? Her mother lay in there dying in excruciating pain. But you see, when you're an addict, you don't think about what anybody else, you just think about what you need. You don't think that your mother is dying and when they stole that it made that nurse so mad that she got her put in her nursing home and she probably only lived two or three days after that about 57 years old and the truth of the matter is uh, I tell you she might have also died of a broken heart that one of her daughters uh, are so addicted that they'd be willing to take her medicine that she needs that's what drugs will do for you you don't care who you hurt you don't care what happens anybody else. You'll destroy your children. You'll destroy your family. It's a work of the flesh. Run from it. Amen. Can I say if there's any previous addicts in here, you don't hang around those you know that have it. Amen. You leave that crowd alone. Amen. Oh, listen. Finances, you know what it'll do? Drugs a lot of times cause people to lose everything they have. It'll change your future. Do you know that there are people, people that are saved, I believe that were saved, got back on drugs and had an overdose and went to heaven early. Can you imagine going to heaven early because you took an overdose of drugs? But can you imagine the thousands of people that overdose on drugs and wake up in hell? There are so many movie stars that have taken overdoses and left this life and woke up in a devil's hell. Oh, God help us tonight. Uh, medicine, then it deals with magic. Uh, enchantments and spells and hallucinations and having seances. And I'm telling you what I believe and I've seen it. I've seen uh, uh, people that use drugs a lot. You know what you do? You open yourself up uh, for the possession of the devil uh, to come inside of you. All oh, Listen friend I'm telling you It's real it's real I've got a whole family History of my family That been drug addicts for years And I'm telling you I've seen what the devil Will do when you get all of that In that another world You're making yourself available To become indwelt If you're lost by the devil I wouldn't fool that nonsense He said it's a work of the flesh And don't do it amen Amen Then he said, inward sins. I'm glad I preached what I did this morning. You'll love me at least to get through tonight, amen. Inward sins. He said, hatred, hatred. You know what that is? Hostility. I've heard, I've had safe people tell me I hate that person. I I, I don't know if that's possible. You, you, You don't need to be hating anybody. Now, you may be upset and may not like them but you shouldn't hate them because there's a God who lives inside of you. Oh, but you don't know what they did to me. I I can understand that. There's some people that hurt me badly years ago, but I can honestly tell you, if I saw them, I could throw my arm around them and love them because thank God Jesus helped me get over that. That is why we have the Lord Jesus in our heart. We ought not have any hatred, amen. Variance is contention. Emulations is jealousy. Why do they always get the sing? Why do, why do I always have to do the dirty jobs? Why do I always get asked to do this? And they get asked to do that. <laughs> because maybe the Lord knows you need to do that so you get a little bit more humble. <laughs> do you know, Brother Wilson, that it's a pleasure to serve God in any capacity? I've worked at children's homes. I've worked flushing the commode. I've dug ditches. I've slopped the hogs. I didn't know what that was as a city boy. They said, we're gonna put you slopping slop in the hogs. I said, what in the name of God is that? All I know about is eating them, praise God, amen? But you know what, i slopped the hogs. It don't matter what you do. If you do it for Jesus, that's all that matters. But if we let jealousy reign in us, it's a work of the flesh And it's a tool of the devil That caused division In the house of God Amen Oh yes Inward sins it Dealt with intentional sins The word wrath there is plural It means many bursts of anger I have to work on that sometimes I can quick to be angry My dad you wouldn't know it My dad had a terrible temper. My dad had a terrible temper. It took the Holy Ghost about three or four years after he got saved to get a hold of him. I mean, I remember one time when my mother was dying with cancer. He'd only been saved maybe six months. My brother did something made him mad and we're all sitting around the table. There's seven of us plus them. there's nine people around the table. He takes the whole thing full of food and throws it up in the air against the wall. He's screaming, throwing things... That anger lives within us, and some have more trouble. But you know what he said? He said, It is a work of the flesh. God expects you and I to control ourselves and control our temper. It isn't good if the neighbor sees you slamming doors and throwing things out in the yard because you're angry. God help us, amen. It said many bursts. You know what that is? That's a work of the flesh. Then he said, strife, it's also plural. It's contentions, always looking to stir up something or somebody. (laughs) Always wanting to cause a fight. Why? Why can't you be happy? Why do you have to get something going all the time? Why do you have to always start fires that the preacher has to put out? Just mind your own business. One thing the doc told me many years ago when I left him in the tent ministry and I went into evangelism. He said, Brother Barnes, uh, if you'll mind your own business, you'll make it. But if you try to get into everybody else's business, it's going to cause you trouble. Well, 29 years later, I'm still in evangelism. You know why? I mind my own business. I can't fix everything everybody's are doing. I can't correct it. And you know what? It isn't my job. When young evangelists ask me, oh, what advice do you have? I said, don't get there and say, bless God, if I was preaching here, or if I was the pastor, here's what i do. I said, you know why? You're not the pastor. And so you don't care about what they're doing. You just preach the Bible. Believe me. Amen. <laughs> he said strife, seditions Sowing discourse to divide Be careful Sometimes in my flesh I'm like If I say something the Holy Ghost said you, you just leave that alone That don't need to be said That's not necessary for them to know and I said you're right Sometimes I run my big mouth And I shouldn't But sometimes I let the Holy Ghost say You just be quiet about that You see you know what that is That's a work of the flesh I'm not being mean tonight I'm just being honest I'm just preaching what's in the Bible Every word I'm saying is right here It's right here It's right here and I'm telling you, the devil loves to work in that stuff. You know why? Because his brother Laddie was testifying. This old rotten flesh is still here. And it'll rear up his head every day. That is why he said in verse 18, we got to be filled with the spirit that we might control this old rotten flesh. If not, we'll cause division. We'll cause strife. We'll cause contention. We'll stir up stuff that we ought to just keep our mouth shut because it doesn't matter. Amen. Amen. I pastored too a long time ago. And I'm going to tell you something. Sometimes it seems like people, they love it. They'd rather cause a fight than eat breakfast. And praise God, you look at me, I'd rather eat breakfast. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> That's exactly right. I mean, full of contention. Where I pastored in Boyd, Texas, there's a church about 45 miles in Denton, Texas, And the pastor was in his 70s, a godly man, a good man. And it was homecoming day, coming, and it was a Wednesday night, and he told the dear lady, make him an apple pie. And the daughter, who loved her daddy, when the daddy walked off, said, now, don't you make that. My dad don't need to eat that apple pie. Praise God. I say, when you get in your 70s, eat all the apple pie you want to. It hadn't killed you yet. Amen. That's right. (laughs) But anyway... So she obeyed the man of God and made the apple pie. And the daughter fussed at her at the homecoming when nobody's around. And you know what happened? 35 people walked out of that church over an apple pie. Now see, that daughter could have said this, you know, sister, my daddy really don't need that. But the man of God told you to make it, and that's what you ought to do. But instead, she gave her an ultimatum, don't you dare make that apple pie. My daddy don't need that. But see, the man of God 't requested that. Are you listening to me? Contention, strife, things that are not necessary. That was a big, and can I tell you this? 35 people walking out of the church hurting much more than that apple pie ever did. Amen. He said, heresies, departing from the truth, envying, which is spite, doing things just to irritate. <laughs> hmm. Doing things just to irritate. When I was a teenager, Brother Joe Williams, Dana Williams' brother, was my pastor. And I'd go places with his family. And I remember, <coughs> Brother Jason, I was in the back, and, and his brother's name, Mark. And I was just irritating. I was saying Mark Bark, and I was just saying all kinds of things. And Brother Williams said, that's enough, stop it. I didn't stop it. You know what he did? My pastor, he pulled over. Took me out of the back seat and burnt my hide and put me back in the car. You know what? I stopped it, praise God. (laughs) Uh, Can you imagine a pastor today whooping you? (laughs) That's not, that wasn't the first time or the only time I got a whooping from a pastor. But I'll tell you what, uh, sometimes uh, people irritate you and you want to whoop them, but you can't. Amen. Uh, But you see, he said envy and spite just for spite, just trying uh, to irritate somebody. Say something just to see if you get a rise. (laughs) <laughs> it's kind of quiet but that's alright he said murderers of course we know what Jesus said about hate in our heart drunkenness intoxicated you know I never thought I'd see the day when preachers are slipping into that God help us now I know sometimes Baptists will make you want to drink but you can't drink amen <laughs> you know what I, I don't know about you fellows that travel and preach but I have someone that I'll go to church and they'll say, yeah, pray for old so-and-so. He got saved, but he'd been saved 25 years, but he never quit drinking. I don't believe that. I don't believe he ever got what I got. God take that from him. Amen. (laughs) Oh, yes. I do remember when dad went to AA, after he got saved, he was still going. And about two months after he got saved, they said, anybody got a word? Want to say something about the higher power? That's what they call God. He said, all I want to tell you is uh, about two months ago uh, something happened to me. Uh, uh, Jesus came in my heart uh, and he said, before I got saved uh, if I went to bed without drinking I'd go to bed thirsty. He said, but I go to bed now every night and I'm not thirsty. He said, thank God God took it from me. They said, sir, you don't need to come back here no more. They didn't want to hear about Jesus. Amen. Because he took that drunkenness away. Amen. Revelings, riotous living, wasteful, carefree living. Just running your life with no cares in the world. You know, God, you young families, the Lord wants you to have some purpose in your life. It's okay to set goals. It's okay to aim. It's okay to say, I want this and I want to have that. I want to do this for the glory of God. It's all right. Amen. Then, lastly, I'm done. He talked about inheritance. Here's what he said. He said, for those who do those things, that word is habitual. If you live in these things, here's what he simply said, you're not saved. He said, you will not inherit eternal life. I'll be honest with you. I've known some troublemakers in churches down through the years. And men who cause trouble all the time They fuss all the time. They fight on everything the pastor wants to do. They fight on everything the church wants to do. It's simply because they're not saved. I do not believe they're going to continuously fight against the spirit of God that lives within them. I do not believe, Brother Steve, that they're going to continuously. I'm against that. I'm not for that. I don't believe we ought to do that. We said, you know what the problem is? They've never met the master. And therefore, there is a rebellious, contention spirit within them. Amen. Amen. I remember one time, my former pastor, before I became a member there in Mississippi, they voted to get the man of God a car. He had been driving a little Toyota Corolla wagon. <clears throat> I mean, it was wore out. It had 275,000 miles on it. And they were going to have to put a transmission in it. Well, the car wasn't even worth what the transmission cost. And so one man said, let's buy the man of God a car. One man spoke up. All I know is he said we wouldn't do anything until we paid the church off. That man said, brother, (laughs) there's only three payments left. That's all, three payments. He said, you know what? You got your vote. You vote no. But the rest of us vote yes. And you know what? They outvoted him. (laughs) And they got the man who got a car. That man was against everything. One day, a man was preaching, and he said, If you cuss God every day, you're going to hell. That man's wife came up to him and said, Pray for my husband then, because he's going to hell. That man who was contentious, fighting all the time, cussed God every day of his life. You know why? Because he didn't know him. Amen? Amen? The works of the flesh. You know what he said in verse 18? We're delivered. By the Spirit of God. Pastor had no idea what I was preaching on. But he talked about being led by the Spirit. We live in the Spirit because we're saved. But we're to walk in the Spirit. We're to be led by the Spirit. I don't know about you, but I hate my flesh. It's wretched. It's rotten. It's worthless. It's wicked. And it's weak. Sometimes I tell God I can't believe how weak I am. But Steve, I've been saved for 50 years. And this flesh falls sometimes. And I said, Lord, I, I can't believe I'm that weak. You'd think that I'd be stronger, but that's that flesh. That's what I've got to yield more to the Spirit of God that he may help me, that I may make it. Let's stand if you would, please. Would you let God help you tonight? I just know that it's what God told me to preach. Would you come and let him help you? be honest with him tonight. The greatest days of my life are getting help us when I'm honest with him. Go ahead and sing my